In 2005, David Foster Wallace addressed the graduating class of Kenyon College, a speech that has become famous as one of the best commencement speeches ever given. He started with a little story, and it goes like this. There are these two young fish swimming alone, and they hap swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way, who nods at them and says, "Morning, boys. How's the water?" And the two young fish swim on for a bit, and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, "What the heck is water?" <laughs> In this passage from Luke, it feels like Jesus would know exactly how it would feel to hear the young fish ask, what the heck is water? His impatience is palpable. Why aren't people getting it? They can read other kinds of signs accurately and guess what will happen. So why can't they look around themselves at their own world and see what is right under their noses? Why are they still asking, what the heck is water? Jesus is demanding awareness right now. God has very real expectations of us and what we do matters. This Jesus isn't gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He calls himself a divider and he is the divider because to join him in mission, Christians need to take unpopular stands when fighting to advance the kingdom of God. They demand social justice when it is inconvenient to those in power. They ask for the status quo to change when many of us are just fine with the status quo. The poor are obviously lazy. The drug addicted have no willpower. Immigrants should stay in their own countries and make them better. And it's okay for children to sacrifice their own lives at school to save other children and adults from bullets. I want my petroleum product-fueled lifestyle. I want my wealth, even if the wealth of the world is not equally shared out. As Arthur told us last week, and it stuck with me because I really didn't know this, Making over $30,000 a year puts me in the top 1% of the world in wealth. Changing our attitudes will divide us from ourselves and possibly from people we respect and admire. Jesus is still the healer, still is the healer, and yet the divider. He came to save and to cleave. To save us from our selfishness and sin requires that we must be divided from what we love. Again, quoting Arthur's sermon from last week, we become what we love. The crystal woman and the gold man were good illustrations. It's not easy to look at yourself and see, in my case anyway, the latest pair of fashionable shoes. That is why Jesus' language is so abrupt and frankly, un-Jesus-like. To be the healer, Jesus must first bring division, divide us from the things we love that do not profit our souls, divide us from ideas based on wrong thinking that have no compassion attached to them. Jesus called his listeners hypocrites 
and his words ring true today in our world, and that really hurts. Are we hypocrites every day? I hope not. Are we our best selves every day? Probably not. Do we know how to interpret the easy things, like the appearance of earth and sky, and ignore the pressing issues that affect our brothers and sisters all over the world? We are all under the same earth and the same sky, and yet treat the earth and the sky like it belongs to us alone. Like the good things we have are for us alone. When I hear a passage of gospel or a sermon that makes me feel uncomfortable, that makes my stomach kind of hurt, I wonder to myself, what can I do today that would make Jesus happy? What can I take from this message to make a change in my life that would be fulfilling God's purpose for me? I hope that this is something we can all ask ourselves after Sunday services, after weekly morning prayer, after Wednesday Bible study, and during Advent and Lent programs. Because I want and need the good news of the gospel to change me, to divide me from my sin, so that I am not a hypocrite, so that I am a person who loves what God loves. The opposite of being a hypocrite is being sincere, genuine, and having integrity. God's love is the ground of sincerity, genuineness, and integrity. Because none of those things work without love. None of them are achievable without love. Love is the abundant gift from God that makes the hurt of facing our hypocrisy bearable. David Foster Wallace's point about education that day in 2005 was this, and I will quote him here. It is about the real value of a real education which has almost nothing to do with knowledge and everything to do with simple awareness. Awareness of what is so real and essential, so hidden in plain sight all around us all the time that we have to keep reminding ourselves over and over, this is water, this is water. Now I imagine Jesus saying it a little differently. The kingdom of God has almost nothing to do with being good and everything to do with simple awareness of love. A love of love that is so real and essential, so hidden in plain sight all around us all the time that we can joyfully keep reminding ourselves over and over, God loves me. God loves me. This is water. And this is our baptismal water that invites us to claim by word and example the good news of God in Christ, to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourselves, to strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. Because we can, with God's help. 
Amen.